What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hooked on Fantasy. As always, I'm your host, Luke Sawhook, joined by my more handsome co-host who enjoys Subway way more frequently than I, Akash. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I'm chilling. Just got my final exam done, by the way. As I you know, know. Uh, I had to push back the broadcast a little bit. Uh, it was a book quiz on this like terrible book called uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Apparently, it's super popular and a lot of people like it. Yeah. It was like uh it was like pulling teeth to listen to slash read. It was it was terrible. Uh yeah. so I read uh I didn't read any of it and mm-hmm. I listened to an hour's worth of audiobook right. uh out of 13. So you know, we felt pretty prepared, obviously. And then uh, I got I got a B, I got an 80. So we'll we'll take that. We'll was, take yeah, that. I think that book's from like the eighties or nineties or something. I read the I guess like a sequel or something. It's uh high, seven habits of highly effective teens, and the guy's son wrote it. Oh you know, like, really? It's like a spin- yeah. you read the spinoff? Yeah, it's kind of a spinoff. How was and that? It's just like how to like do high school and stuff. It was fine. It's just the same BS of like respect your parents and budget your time for homework. Like, okay. Yeah, all yeah. the points were like you need to synergize and optimize your time, and I'm like, it's just a bunch of common bubbles. sense. This is common right. sense. It felt like some like filler, like TED talk. Mm-hmm. It was it was bad. I did sometimes not. that's the stuff you need to hear just to like get it all like through. But it's largely it feels just, like for me like that kind of stuff feels like so like out of a can that like I can't even oh, like yeah. enjoy what they're saying if that makes sense. Definitely, definitely. I totally yeah. Get it. That's that's kind of how I feel about it personally. But that's just me. You're lucky. I got all my finals next week. That is pretty gross. Yeah, I'm he- I'm heading home tomorrow for the winter, which is a slight dub. So I'm heading home in a week from now. So. Okay, all right. I mean, that's not too bad. It's, I mean, only a week, but you know, finals week is kind of gross. Exactly. I'm excited for it to be like the Christmas version of December instead of like the study version of December. Hell yeah. I totally agree. 100%. All right. Well, moving in here, we have a great show for you guys today. We have the starts of the week. We got uh, each got a player and our week 14 breakdown part two. Akash has a ton of notes for all these games, which is going to be awesome for you guys. Uh, And I'll be along for the ride, obviously. So, uh, news and notes for today. Uh, Mike Williams is continuing to test negative for COVID, so I think it's almost, uh, I would say, likely that he suits up on Sunday, honestly. Uh, it hasn't really gone that way in the news yet, but, I mean, he's testing negative repeatedly and uh, hasn't been ruled out at all. Everyone seems kind of positive about it, so I, I think he plays. Uh, and I think I, I would comfortably play him as usual. Uh, Joe Burrow should be good to go for Sunday. He sat out uh, Wednesday's practice with that pinky and a knee. Uh, he practiced today on Thursday uh, was a like 50-50 participant, he didn't do everything, uh, but he didn't do yes, he did some drills, he didn't do all the drills, uh, but somebody like one of the Bengals beat reporters said that he looks fine and he should be good to go. Akash, just say what you're typing about Higgins, what is it? Yeah, I think Higgins uh, returned to practice too, right? Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that. But yeah, England, you're keeping him out of um, practice on Wednesday, but I think he returned today, so Today yeah, is Thursday, by the way. So, yeah. He's back in practice on Thursday. Right, he should play. Out. He's he back now. Play. So, uh, hears me correctly. did you see anything on uh, Mixon on Wednesday? He did not practice with an illness. Yeah, he's still out. Okay. So, that's, that might be something keeping an eye on it, depending on how sick he is. But mm-hmm. I think, I, I mean, up. I'm expecting him to play still, but we'll mm-hmm. see. Give him a few more days. I mean, he still has like three days to rest up. So, I think yeah. he'll be all right. Uh, and then, lastly, this is a pretty big one for the fantasy playoff perspective here. Chase Edmonds, who's been out for a very long time, uh, has returned to practice. His practice window has been back open. Uh, I don't think he's playing this week. I think he'll be playing next week, most likely, uh, or maybe even not then. But I, I, I think, think he'll be back soon. What do you say? 
I think he could play this week. McVay, uh, not McVay, uh, Kingsbury said that he could suit up against the uh, Rams because that's I think that's Monday oh, gotcha. night football. Yeah, well, that's true. Monday night gives him an extra day. So it's nothing startable because you don't know until like every matchup's done. Um, and then I think they might just activate him right before the Monday night game. But I would go forward with Connor as if Edmonds is going to suit up in a limited fashion. And even if he does, if he doesn't suit up, obviously you'd want to play Connor, so the upside's there. And even if he does suit up, I think that it is, it could be in a limited fashion. His snaps could be limited as well as he's just limited uh, from the injury itself. Yeah, I agree. I I'd be playing James Connor just as you said, uh, maybe with like ten percent off his ceiling with Edmonds possibly out there, but I think he'll be pretty much full go uh, for yeah. Connor this Sunday. And then Edmonds, that Edmonds is going to be interesting thrown back in that mix here late in the season with some fresh legs. Yeah, it's a high ankle injury. I don't know if it's exactly fresh. He was already like a wide, uh, RB3. I, I wouldn't consider starting him for the rest of the season. Like if I am, I'd try to make moves at running back. That's fair. I just think, you know, I think he provides value is all I'm saying. He's he, a guy could, he, could, he could make a little noise, and he, I think he's going to be mostly interesting just for the dynamics of him and Connor going back. Yeah, I think he mostly takes away from Connor. He's a guy that's like, uh, receiving back and makes plays on the ground through some explosiveness, but coming off that injury that really takes away some of that, the high ankle sprain. I think you're going to be, he's going to be limited to what we saw at the end of last year, where he was more of like Naeem Hines instead of what we saw, instead of like Miles Gaskin. Yeah, I, that's, that's a fair comparison for sure. All right, that'll do it for today's news and notes. Uh, moving into the starts of the week here, uh, we both have one player. I'm going with Amari Cooper against Washington. Uh, I think Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are due for a bit of an offensive explosion game, and I think this could be it. Uh, Washington's been on a bit of a hot streak recently. These defenses are both good, not great. Uh, Washington's been very inconsistent this year, kind of poor. And the Cowboys might be without my, uh, Micah Parsons. I saw some news about him earlier as well, uh, being uh, possibly being out. So uh, I think the Cowboys and Washington is going to be a high-scoring divisional game. Uh, I'm expecting at least 24 points apiece from both teams here. And I think Cooper, I think Cooper has one of those huge, uh, you know, like 100 plus couple touchdown kind of games that could be a monstrous week that we've been waiting for for him for a while. I feel like he always has them. So I feel like I'd shoot my shot with one here. Yeah, maybe. I think that's definitely a possibility from my side of the week. I was like, can I say DK Metcalf? Because it feels weird to say that. Uh, DK feels so gross right now. Everyone on Seattle feels gross. On one hand, it feels like that should be like, yeah, he's an automatic start guy, but then it's been bad over the last couple of weeks. Everyone has like a top 10 wide receiver entering the year, but you, like you said, it's been rough recently. But like, I'm always going to tell you to embrace the variance or whatever, trust the process, whatever kind of buzzword you want to use. Yeah, absolutely. Metcalf obviously hasn't been great since Rush returned um, with only like six and a half points per game in this, that four game stretch. But what some people aren't seeing is that there's a lot of, value under the surface there he only has one game with less than eight targets only no games under 89 air yards and 110 plus air yards in three of those four games so Metcalf continues to see really valuable targets they're just not connecting I think that's partly because of Russ's injury as I've said before like if he's not uh as accurate on the deep balls then it's going to impact uh Metcalf's performance but there's an opportunity for a get right game against the Texans here so I like that um the ceiling's too high for you to bench him yeah, I, I mean, you can't bench him, obviously. Like you said, those valuable targets, he's due. I mean, it's kind of like what happened with T. Higgins, as you, we've talked about before, that variance. Uh, I, I really appreciated that advice from you, Akash. I think a lot of people don't mention that 
uh, just like how true, you know, like through the course of the season, how much variance you really get um, back and forth, especially with touchdowns and big play when you're getting the valuable targets. It, and it comes and it too. goes. Right. And wide receivers too, which is why like when I see people talking about, oh, since this week, this player is like a top 12 wide receiver. And it's like some players have missed time. Some players have their bye weeks. It's really not uh, – I don't like this, like the spirit of those tweets. They feel a bit disingenuous like they're propping up the player when in sure. reality there's a lot of variance to wide receivers. So you'll see some hot streaks sometimes. You'll see some games where things aren't breaking their way. But over a large sample, over the course of an entire season, things start to regress more towards the mean. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, let's talk about Russ just real quick here while we transition into the next game. Um, week 14 breakdown part two, Seahawks on the road taking on the Texans. Seattle has a pretty big favor in, in the spread here, minus eight and a half. Going to be Davis Mills starting a quarterback for the Texans. The Texan offense has struggled all season long. Uh, Russ and the, the defense are starting – the defense for the Seattle Seahawks actually was playing okay uh, with mm-hmm. Jamal Adams, but – he is now injured and out for the season, which is another big hit for them. Uh, how are you feeling about this game for fantasy here? Let's get into those notes. Um, obviously, like I said, starting DK, still starting Russ and Lockett. Um, we, you and me, Luke, you know, I'm converting you to analytics. Drops still don't matter. So Drops have never mattered, ever. You can consider Gerald Everett as like a low tight end one. He has like almost seven targets per game since Russ came back. He's playing 75, 80% of snaps. He's out there. It's a good receiving tight end. Texans are bad against tight ends, but they're bad against really everyone. Yeah, I think this is a game where you roll out Russell Wilson, and if he doesn't do it here, you might have to look elsewhere for the rest of the season, honestly. I mean, like, this is this is it. If he can't do it against the Texans, you got to you gotta get it going here. I mean, they don't have a running game still. You got to air it out here and let Russ cook a little bit and see what he really has left. Right. I'm not that interested in the running backs, even though the Texans are bad against running backs. That's I think uh, with Collins healthy, he's more of the guy, but like the guy is not resulting in many usable weeks. So it's been gross all around, honestly. Right. Last week they didn't even get um, DJ Dallas involved. They were just sticking with uh, Adrian Peterson, which is just awful. Yeah, it's so gross. <laughs> They're so bad. But then on the other side, we have an even worse um, offense in a running game. I think I could start running back for the Houston Texans. Thoughts on that? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know about that. Randy Cooks is a still a start, but he's still like, you know, it's like trust the talent. Still head and shoulders above the other wide receivers who are really playing limited, like 60% snap or 60% route participation roles. Randy Cooks is the guy. He's out there for 90% plus of snaps. He's good at earning targets, so I'm just going to trust the talent there. You said that you might start one of the running backs, and I was almost interested when I was looking at the uh, at the like defensive strengths and Seattle's bad against running backs. So I was like, maybe, maybe, but the Texans maybe. had two top twenty-four finishes at the running backs all year, like on a week-to-week basis. Even though it's a good matchup, I'm still not interested in any. I think uh, there's going to be a fifty-fifty split between Rex Burkhead, David Johnson, and like. A couple targets between them, but I'm not expecting much of anything. It's really just touchdown or bust for those guys, so I'm not interested. Yeah, it, it's the definition of touchdown or bust, honestly. And I, I mean, for redraft, you never want to chase those guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. DFS dart throws, sure. Uh, kind of gross, They're but I understand that. But for this redraft, I mean, especially at this point in the redraft fantasy season, if you guys have if you have these guys in your lineup, you're screwed anyway. Uh, as you said yesterday, you're a pretender if you have these people in. So good luck with that. Um 
but yeah, I mean, anything else you want to add for this game here before you move on? Nah, that's pretty much it. All right, moving on to uh, the Detroit Lions coming off a hot win. The first one of the season over the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, on the road against the Denver Broncos. Denver has a huge spread here, minus 10 points against the Lions. Uh, how do you feel about this game? Um, we didn't do the pick for the last one. but Oh, I'll yeah, spread pick for the last game. So yeah. it was Seahawks minus 8.5 the spread. I mean, I'm not going to bet on Davis Mills. Give me the Hawks. I'm not either. I'll take the Seahawks. Yeah. For spread, spread for this game, I think I'm going to take the Lions plus 10. I won't lie. I agree. I don't think Too that. I don't trust. Like, Lions have made it close in several games throughout the year. Obviously, I don't have numbers in front of me because I'm not a betting guy who looks into this, but I don't expect a Teddy Bridgewater-led offense to really pull away. What even about a Javante-William-led offense? Potentially. I, really, I think uh, We'll get into that, but I think it's going to go back to a 50-50 split if Melvin's healthy. But I think their defense... I think the defense of the Broncos keeps this one like keeps the Lions at bay while the offense does just enough to win. But I think I'll take the Lions uh, to cover. But from a fantasy perspective, like you're obviously starting Swift if he's healthy. Jamal Williams, he's like a maybe start if Swift is out because Denver has is good against running backs, and Jamal was not involved in the passing game in any way that you want to see from. Um, from uh, from him because that's really what's going to give him a safer floor and a higher ceiling. That role went to Godwin Iguibuque, who ran 25 routes last week to Williams' nine routes, which is not Ooh. tough. Exactly. exactly. I've never heard of that guy in my life. Not, no? Not yeah, the um, rushing touchdown against your Steelers. What do you mean? He did? Oh, yeah, yeah that guy. Okay, yeah, I remember now. I think he used to be a DB. Oh, dude, remember when uh, the Bengals tried to convert to the DB? Hmm? The Bengals tried to convert John Ross to DB at one point. Oh yeah, that, was, that whole thing was like that was the amazing. Bengals before they got Joe Burrow were just fun, of, full of fiascos and like drama. And although John Ross was making a fuss, so they're like, "We're gonna put you at defensive back now." And then Love they it. just Love to see it. Fantastic. It happened with the uh, layout here. It did. Yeah. What's what happened? What'd you do? Sorry. What'd you say? What'd you do with the layout? What'd you do with the lay? Oh, I broke it. Yeah, oh, I know. That's bad. Oh, I misclicked. That's my bad. I don't um, think anyone's watching live anyway. If you are, I apologize. Exactly. <laughs> we got to step up our game, man. Anyways, so I'm not starting any of the wide receivers here, even after Amon Ross St. Brown's breakout game. Uh, one. Hey, game don't game. you dare disrespect Amon Ross St. Brown. He leads this offense. Meh. Okay. Whatever you say. I'm starting TJ Hawkinson. He's a good tight end one, mid tight end one even if he's not giving you the ceiling that you hope for during the year. On the other the side of the ball, Javante Williams is like a must-start if Melvin Gordon is out because the Lions are really bad against running backs, and Jamal and Javante Williams has the rushing work, he has the rushing talent, he has the receiving work, so it's all there if Melvin Gordon's out, but if Melvin Gordon is in, I'm treating both of them as like low RB2s or high RB3s. They're like 10 points is what I'm expecting from this, like, I think it goes back to a 50-50 split. The 50-50 split with 10 points apiece? Something like that. Perfect. Um, Bridgewater, I I wouldn't stream him. If, like, the options are that higher, then he's an okay stream against a really bad Lions defense. But I think that the – I don't think they're going to pass a lot because they're just going to run over the defense and the Lions are going to give him a lot on the ground. Yeah, Um, absolutely. How are you treating these Denver wide receivers? I mean, honestly, they're all pretty gross. I would, I don't really love any of them, honestly. 
I mean, you. I mean, you kind of have to play Judy, I guess. Uh, yeah, you don't have to. I, I, I know. I'm just like saying, like, I feel like if you have those guys on your team, like, you have to pick one, or I mean, you have to play them. Like, if you only have like, one on your team, for example, like if you have Judy or you have Sutton, and you don't really have like a great wide receiver three option or two like mid two option, I feel like these guys are going to be thrown in flexes a lot. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's all they really are. I mean, any of them are okay. I'm fine with season starting tight ends, but I'm not loving it recently because of how low mm-hmm. his A dot is, and it's right. He's just not great. valuable targets. They're it's not. They're not using. Great. They're using him horribly. Um, yeah, Sutton, I think so fine. They literally um, use Fant as poorly as you possibly could. Right. Exactly. They're using him like uh, he's Hayden Hurst or something. It's gross. Like they're using Noah Fant like he's T.J. Hawkinson almost. Right. Um, Sutton, I think, is a fine wide receiver. Three. It's. Like, he's not earning targets at the rate he was earlier in the season. It's really just become, like, uh, all three of those wide receivers pretty much have similar target shares over the what last few What happened to that offense, man? I feel like Teddy got yeah. off to a hot start, and they kind of fell off a cliff. Sutton could be so much more. Uh, I think that, like, he still has upside because he's seeing, like, deep targets. So there's possibility for some upside there, but it's really nothing that I'm jumping out of my seat to start, nothing I'm super excited about. That about wraps up that game from breakdown. Yeah, absolutely, I, it's perfectly yeah, nothing to get excited about, but like they're usable, I guess. Yeah. Moving into the uh, the Giants and Chargers. Giants on the road taking on LA. LA has a ten point spread in their favor. Chargers. That's honestly like I Chargers. like that. Yeah. But the Giants defense is better than people realize. But honestly. it's Jake Fromm. Oh yeah, I forgot. Jake Fromm's playing. Never mind. Smash the Chargers. Jake Fromm's yeah. a bum who's never going to do anything. Exactly. That's gonna be a god awful game. He's a racist bum, and I hate him. He is racist. What did he do that was racist? I forget. He texted uh, his friends saying that that black people shouldn't be allowed to buy weapons. I think something like that. Oh, sick! Hopefully, we don't get like taken down for you saying that. Uh, even it's out of context. It'll be fine. Horrible stuff. Yeah, yeah. Jake Fromm's a bum. We hate him. Uh, he couldn't even keep his job. He, he's garbage. Garbage quarterback. Garbage person. Walking L plus yeah. ratio. Don't quote me on that because like it's been a while since I. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't think anyone's going to take that with you know the most sincerity or anything. But you know, right. it's definitely an interesting story. Jake from, wasn't he like a high second round draft pick? No, nah, he was like fifth round by the Bills or something. He fell. Oh, oh my god! You're right. I almost said shit. But I don't really care because I can say shit. I don't know why I didn't say shit. Uh, yeah, but from yeah, I think he was projected to be like a high second and then fell like really far. You're right. Right, exactly. Yeah, but he yeah, he couldn't even hold on to the back for the Bills because they got Trubisky. Because he's that much of a right. bum. Right, exactly. Like that's that's a lot of words to say that he's bad, and I expect that the Chargers blow them out of the water. I'm starting Saquon, and that's pretty much it. Maybe I'm slightly interested in Stone Shepherd. Are you Maybe interested at all in Kadarius Tony? I put a big question mark next to his name because I both of them are coming off of injuries, quad injuries and oblique injuries. I think it's quad and oblique for Tony. If I recall correctly, and that means like if they're if like the, someone comes out and says yeah they're gonna play a full role, I'm like okay maybe I'm interested as a flex play, but if they're limited, then they're then I'm not interested at all. Tony's one if of the guys who are really interesting if you're in a matchup where you're like projected to lose by a lot because he has the high ceiling that we've seen. Uh, like he thinks he's capable of going for a big game, which I really like. But in general, I think he's pretty middle of the road. He's he's mid, as the kids say. Right, exactly, exactly. As the kids say, Medarius uh, Tony. Exactly, exactly. So just start Saquon early, and on the other side of the ball, um, start your studs. Start Herbert and Eckler. 
Um, if both Keenan and Mike Williams are out, then I'm slightly interested in Cook as a low tight end one. I like Palmer if those guys, if those guys are out. He's a Cook's a good receiving tight end. Um, obviously, the vacation targets go to Palmer, who might be a desperate play if both of them are out. I'm not well, that interested in Guyton regardless. Oh, gosh, my question is, so, like, in terms of, like, NFL team depth charts, I don't think people, like, really put it in the, the lens of, like, actuality very often. Like... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, so, like, for example, if Mike Williams is out, Josh Palmer pretty clearly slides into that role. When Keenan right. Allen's out, who slides into that role? Is Wait it Guyton? Um, no, he's a field stretcher. Yeah, like, who, like, who is that? I don't understand. Like, I don't know who that would be. I don't know. That, uh, it's just some guy who lines up in the slot sometimes and um, doesn't earn targets the way Keenan Allen does. So I think they might go to different personnel if both of them are out. They might do less to uh, eleven personnel. Or ten personnel, just do like sure Palmer, not not, not Palmer. Yeah, they might do Palmer and then Parham and Cook. And I like, honestly think Eckler is a must play uh, in DFS oh, yeah. with his game script. Oh yeah, uh, his defense that. is pretty solid, but they're going to be up the entire game probably. Eckler is going to get a lot more targets with Keenan Allen out. I think Eckler is a must play this week. If both of them are out, I think Eckler could see ten plus targets, and that's like absolutely one hundred percent. Even with even with just Allen out, I mean Allen gets so many targets. I mean Eckler is bound way. to get a few extra. I'm with that. I can get behind that. That's solid. Um, but I think both of them could easily play. And if that's the case, then you just treat the offense as a uh, normal. That makes our job a lot easier. Uh, everything's not normal. We don't have to scramble for who's going to be in the slot. Yeah. <laughs> that, right. that would make our lives a lot easier, but that is not the way things go, unfortunately. Moving Joe on Reed. here. We have, what is it? Joe Reed, KJ Hill. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, KJ Hill, maybe. I don't know. They're all gross. Andre Roberts, I have no idea. <laughs> Just name every Chargers wide receiver that's on their roster. And no, say we tell you that guy. Exactly. Basically. All right, 49ers on the road to the Bengals. This is a good game. Uh, San Francisco's favored minus one and a half. Uh, I honestly, I'm, Will sit right next to me, a huge Bengals fan. He's not going to like this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the 49ers minus one and a half. Uh, mm. They had a rough game last week. Teams seems like the team's a little bit banged up. Burroughs, Pinky's not doing great. Mixon's sick. Higgins is a little banged up. Not like that's the end of the world necessarily. Um, but I think that I just believe in the 49ers system. I think George Kittle is a huge X factor. And the Bengals don't do great against tight end. Uh, so I just don't think it's going to be a huge like stand for their defense. And I think the 49ers always have a good offensive scheme going. And I think their 49ers defense can give Burrow a little bit of trouble uh, with their pass rush. So I'm going to give the, the Niners the edge here. But I am interested to see how this game plays out. The top three running backs for the 49ers are all banged up. Dude, it doesn't matter. Kyle Shanahan's a wizard. I could be an RB1 in that offense. How it's uh, Mitchell, Wilson, and Debo all injured. Trey Sermon season. He's on IR. Even better. Who is it then? <laughs> it's going to be hasty. Um, bro, I, I think – I don't know. I'll take the Bengals just because I don't – I you, think don't think you don't think the Niners rushing attack will do it? No, I, I think they could, and I think Hasty could do some work in the receiving game because the Bengals like have been bad against receiving running backs. But on the whole, I do expect that their this offense gets right by Sunday because they scout they have time, and then Burrow returned to practice, Higgins returned to practice. It's not like there's any major injuries. Everyone's banged up at this point. Yeah, and I'm I not. I'm not saying the major injuries. I'm just saying like those those bang those like you know those bruises do concern me a little bit as far as like giving edge to teams. Like I, I want the team whose quarterback, wide receiver, and running back are not all injured, preferably. 
But I mean, 49ers have two of the three, to be fair. Exactly. But they have George Kittle, so it doesn't really matter. Right, and Aik. Um, Hasty's a good start if, like, all the other running backs are out, and I expect some receiving work. Like I said, Bengals haven't been great against receiving RBs. Like, um, Kittle, obviously, you start, and Debo, if he's healthy, and I'm still starting Ayuk. Like, even if Debo's healthy, I'll still start Ayuk as a wide receiver three or a low wide receiver two. That's pretty much it. Like, if you're doing DFS and Debo's out, then last week it was um, Trent Sherfield and not Juwan Jennings who stepped up as their wide. It was George Kittle who stepped up. Right, exactly. But Juwan, the guy who ran more routes, the um, it was Jen. It was not Jennings. It was Sherfield. Uh, Good sidebar, Kosh. Yes. One of the one of the metrics I honestly don't know how much I I love it is the routes ran. Uh, mm-hmm. metrics or routes run just because I've seen guys like Brian Edwards and Hayden Hurst and I don't know there's so many like players out there who run a ton of routes but don't really see volume right targets per route run and target share matter I think uh using route r- routes run is useful for um looking at their role so if I'm looking at receiving RBs and it says that uh, like um one week after the starter went down Two, um, the second two running backs next up on the depth chart both had two targets. That doesn't tell me much, but if one of them ran 20 routes and the other one ran five, then it tells me the guy who ran 20 routes is probably the receiving back, and that's the guy I want going forward as the receiving back. Sure. So that's, that's, that's how it can be helpful. So and, uh, what you're saying is it's not it's a piece of the puzzle. It's not the whole thing. Right, exactly. Gotcha. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. Especially for wide receivers and tight ends. You have to be good at earning targets on your routes too, as well as just getting those routes, but for running backs especially, it's like getting the routes is uh, a good part of the battle because once you're being used as a receiving back, it's pretty easy to catch the targets you get and earn targets because they're just dump offs pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 100%. All right. Uh, moving. Did you cover the Bengals yet fully enough or do you, you want to? Not really. I mean, start everyone except uh, Boyd, as always, because Boyd's not good and everyone else is good. And you should stash um, some Ajay Pirine if, if Mixon... Does everyone except Boyd include CJ Uzama? No, it doesn't. And neither does it, it include Drew Sample. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, definitely definitely start Drew Sample, guys. It's good no, start. no. Hey. Hey. Some no, people 100% not satire. That's legit. Start Drew Sample. He's my start of the week. Let's go. It's time. Drew Sample. All right. Yeah, sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, Mixon should be fine. I wouldn't worry about him. No, I think, yeah, I think he'll be all right. He'll probably play. I mean, even if he's a little sick, he'll be fine. It's not like he's going to, it's not like he's going to miss the game with a cold or something. Exactly. Except maybe he does. Who knows? That's why you, I mean, maybe he does. It's within the range of outcomes, but I I doubt it. You know, we'll see. So, moving moving on here. Uh, Bills at Bucks. This is a pretty big game. Uh, The Bills have a lot to prove, in my opinion. They have not been playing great football this season uh, for how high their expectations have been. Bucks have obviously, you know, they're the Buccaneers. They have Tom Brady. Well, I, mean, I don't really need to say that much here. Um, Bucks minus three and a half is the spread. Give me the Buccaneers, honestly. I think the Bills are in a bit of a rut, and I don't think this is the week that they're going to figure it out against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I'm going to take the Bucks minus three and a half. Brady's been that. carving, uh, and I'm going to think that I think it's going to keep uh, keep going on today. I can get behind that. That's valid. Uh, it's a it's- a tough matchup here. You got a really good defense on the Bills versus a really good offense for the Bucks. And so I'm still starting all the normal guys, uh, like Brady, Lenny, Godwin, Evans, Gronk, no AB still. So opens up a little. Dude, AB needs to come back. We need it. 
I know. So it's really good when he's healthy. He's really cheap too. So I'm still starting all those st- starting my studs as always. Can bench the good players. It's pretty simple. Um, on the bill side, passing funnel defense because no one runs on the Bucks and they shouldn't try to run on the Bucks to their uh, running back. Diggs, Diggs could be in for a big game here. Yes. Ben, obviously bench your Buffalo running backs because they're not good and they're not going to have a good matchup. And then, okay. Diggs, Maybe I could be a starting running back for the Houston Texans, but what about the Buffalo Bills, Akash? I'm definitely better than Zach Moss. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I'm no, definitely you're better. Easily. You're what? How tall are you? How tall are you? I'm six foot one eighty. No way, you're one eighty. No way. Yeah. yeah. Dude, what? That's crazy. Maybe yeah. you could play wide receiver for the Eagles. Maybe. You meet it's the a- BMI prerequisite prerequisites so i could be i could beat uh i could beat devonta smith out definitely i'm definitely a better route runner than him in a wind tunnel you survive longer than devonta smith yeah facts facts how much does he weigh 160 166 gotcha 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 and he's uh six points so i think that you got him beat out there but i don't think you have any uh i don't think you you'd be a very good running back yeah i know i think i definitely would be i'm I'm a god uh moving forward though You're not. Start Knox, I think, because... Yeah, Knox is a good play, for sure. He's an okay play. I, I've seen better, but I've seen worse. He's an above-average play. Can we say that? Good touchdown threat. Yeah, yeah, above average. Yeah, let's get it. A little above-average check. Uh, Bears at Packers here. Uh, primetime action here. That we're playing the, the Packers owner. Sorry, the Bears owner's coming mm-hmm. uh, to get some uh, a little extra points here for his team uh, to dominate continue uh continuously against chicago they have a 12 and a half point uh spread here against the bears with justin fields manning the helm i don't think this is going to be a close game at all i honestly think no. the packers are going to obliterate them in prime time yeah give me the yeah. packers by a million here honestly start Devontae adams start aaron Rodgers. start whoever's starting at running back and then just uh forget it forget the rest i think aaron i think aaron jones will be healthy and last week when, like not not last week but the week before their bye when jones was active but didn't see much work i think that was like kind of dumb of the packers to play him because he obviously wasn't going to be healthy like uh, everyone was saying yeah this is going to be a two-week injury and they're going to play him after the bye but he was like a surprise active and they didn't see a lot of work so I'm not like panicking about Aaron Jones just because he didn't see the majority of work uh, two weeks ago. And I think coming off the bye, he should be fine, should step back into his normal role. I think A.J. Dillon still has like more of a role. I think it's like 60-40 or 65-35. Uh, but that's not going to dissuade me away from playing Aaron Jones at all. Yeah, absolutely agree. Aaron Jones is a very good NFL running back, and he's going to get his touches. Uh, I'm not concerned at all about A.J. Dillon, honestly. I mean, he has a role, like you mentioned, but nothing – that's going to dissuade you from playing uh, right. AJ, AJ Dillon. I was, <laughs> I was at AJ Jones is what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> On the other side of the ball, we got Monty who's been like limited with everything in practice. We love Monty though. We love Monty. We love him. Yeah, definitely. We love him. He's the cheapest workhorse in fantasy football. He's a bit banged up. Uh, if he, he should play, but I think Herbert is a good start. If Monty sits, obviously since the game's on, um, Sunday night football, you won't know, so it's like going to be hard to adjust your lineup after sure. the fact. So keep monitoring the uh, practice reports coming up to the week, but I think Monty will be fine. Herbert's a great stash uh, because very, he has value if Monty sits and he has value for the rest of the fantasy playoffs because they have a great playoff schedule as well, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So he's, he's definitely a, a great stash. He's a cheap guy. Damian Williams still fighting his way back from a calf injury that he suffered like uh, over a month ago, and obviously Tariq Cohen. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he's gonna play for a while he's still on 
PUP list. I think it's three coming. Cohen's, three Cohen's dead to me, honestly. I think it's coming up to the point where I, I forget which week it is, but eventually if you're on PUP list, and you're not activated by a certain point, your season's just done. So I think his season's pretty much done. It's like it, taking yeah, his season's pretty much over. I mean, it, it, this deep into the year, there's no way. Taking over a year, it's been like it's been a year and I think 10, 11 uh, weeks since his ACL injury. It's not great. I think that he's not going to be much upon return. So pretty much, yeah, dead to me. Dead to me. He's dead to me. Unfortunate, but you pour one out, really. Um, Fields is a fine QB2. There's rushing work, but there's not a lot of passing work. I think, dude, he's gonna. If Jair Alexander's back, it's gonna be ugly. That's all I can say. Screwed because that defense has been good. It's been above what I thought they would be this year. There was an interview earlier with the uh, Ian Rappaport on Twitter, and he was talking to somebody. I forget who it was, and he was like, "I think the Packers are the only team in the NFL that's gonna be healthier in December than they were in October." And that's crazy. That's especially with how good they are already. That's that's kind of wild. I think they might be the top contender in the NFC right now, honestly. They've only lost two games with Aaron with Aaron Rodgers starting. Yep, and they started off a little rougher too, if I'm not mistaken. They lost their first game, and they've been with Aaron they got, like Rodgers. blown out by like wasn't it like the Saints? Yeah, and they've been like what nine and one with Rodgers since or something. Yeah, like that. they've been very very good, very very good. I'm still like maybe starting Mooney as a wide receiver three. Like the targets aren't always there, but the target share is. So if they get forced into more of passing game script, I think. Mooney could see some decent targets, and Allen Robinson's still coming back. We love Mooney. We really do. We love Mooney. I'm uh, I'm turning my t- uh, turning tides on him. That's the saying. I don't know. I'm turning around on him. He can. You don't like him anymore? No, no. I used to not like him, and now. Oh that, man, get know. on the train, man. I like I like Mooney. Mooney's a good. Everything that I said about Amon Ross St. Brown, um, la- earlier this week, I said about Mooney coming into the year, but I, I also said the same about Gabe Davis. So I was right there. Dude, we like Mooney a lot. I mean, you, the thing with Mooney was always really good wide receiver, unlucky. Uh, the film was awesome. Was he good? Was he yeah, good? the film was awesome last season. He had tons of separation. Always was open on film for big plays, and the quarterbacks just couldn't hit him. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, my thing was, well, that's the same thing I said for Amara St. Brown, right? Like, uh, long history of those kind of players not doing much after their first year, but it's okay. You know, it missed on Mooney. It hit on a bunch of other guys, so just move on from there. That's fair. I mean, I understand. This year, he's been, he's been good. He's been earning a good target share. He's been, he's been very good. I think that he uh, has a lot higher upside if this offense starts passing more, which they could very well do if they start. Yes, yeah, absolutely. The they definitely have the opportunity to pass more. I think you could sit Allen Robinson even if he – uh, plays because he hasn't been much while he's been healthy and he's yeah, not coming off that. Alan Robinson's dead to me. I honestly, I'm I've I would have cut him a long time ago. Uh, I'm still holding him in a league. Why? What are you doing? Because he's a good football player. What do you mean? He hasn't done anything this player. season. I'm not gonna drop him for like a bad football player, right? I'm like, oh yeah, let me go pick up Brown. Alan Robinson's been so bad this season. He hasn't done like anything. I don't think he's suddenly gotten bad at football, so that's I'm fine with holding him, letting it play out. If I see a good uh, handcuff on waivers, and maybe I'll go. I think after this episode, I'm like, I'm gonna go check if Khalil Herbert's on waivers, and then I'll go at him if uh, he is. So, thanks for reminding me. No but, way, bro. Yeah, no way he is. Hey, man, maybe he's not rostered in a lot of leagues. People That's just true. We'll see. Forgot about him once Monty came we'll back. See. All right, getting back on track here. Last game of the schedule for week 14 is gonna be Monday Night Football. Really, really good game. 
Rams at Cardinals divisional matchup. Cardinals uh, kind of wiped the Rams last time they matched up, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that w- which was a bit of a surprise. Uh, you know, uh, the Rams uh, are plus two and a half in the spread. Cardinals minus two and a half. I'm going to take the Cardinals again. Three point game. I think the Cardinals are honestly just playing a lot better football right now than the Rams are. Yeah, I agree. And um, they're at home too, and uh, they won last time, so I think it's fine. They're They've been playing really well. Kyler came back in a big way last week, and I didn't know he didn't pass a lot. But no, he had a great game. Times. Yeah, I, I honestly was really excited to see that from him. But he had a, he was having a bit of a down stretch there. Uh, so seeing him perform was very exciting. Right, coming back from that injury, like fantasy people missed him, and now he's back to being like the QB one in fantasy, which is terrific. I was worried we were seeing the same exact script as last season, where red hot start catching the world on fire, and then injured, and then he fell off a cliff. Uh, but it seems like he's back to normal, which is awesome. So very excited for this game. I think the uh, you know the mentality that he has for some of these other games. Uh, start your studs, Cup, Stafford, maybe OBJ, Henderson if he's healthy, Michelle if he's not healthy. Uh, right. You know Hopkins, Edmonds, probably not. Connor definitely, Kyler definitely is pretty much all I take away. Ertz possibly Ertz. Yeah, Ertz is valid. I don't think I'm starting uh, Kirk or Rondale, but Ertz is. Uh... He's a fine low tight end one. Um, he feels kind of similar to Dawson Knox to me right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. opposite side of the age curve, but definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. Of touchdowns that Dawson um, Knox like ten years from now. Right. Yeah. Um, as far as the Rams wide receiver two, Van Jefferson ran more routes than OBJ last week, like almost double, I think. But OBJ was like limited coming into the game with a hip injury that might have been limiting him because. The week before, they were all pretty much playing 100%, uh, the three of them. So I think that with OBJ getting healthy, I think uh, I think they're both going to be like wide receiver threes with some decent upside or what, low wide receiver twos. So I'm fine playing them there. Want to play more OBJ just because I think he's better. And I think when they're both um, 100%, I think OBJ just – Better than Van Jefferson, so that's we stand Van Jefferson around here, though. No, we don't. Um, okay. we, we love and uh, we hate Tyler Higby because, well, we don't have time to get into that. Yeah, that's fair. Tyler Higby's not great, and that's all right. But you know, I mean, you can't. They can't all be winners, you know. Exactly. Caller shot Akash. Who wins this game? Straight up. Um, straight up Cardinals. Straight up. All right, I, I like it. I like it. Give me, give me some Cardinals. All right. Anything else you want to add to today's show, my handsome co-host? No, I don't. What about you? I don't uh, nothing. Did you? What would you get from Subway today? I gonna get some more Subway. Same thing I got last time. What do you mean? So let me see. Let me see if I can remember. Uh, Ham, provolone. Yeah. yeah. Olives, black olives, and tomatoes. Yeah, and not toasted. Not toasted, but I also got oh, bacon. Yeah, and the bacon's toasted. Yeah, it is. There we go. Okay, yeah, that's all I need. Did you get Coke with it? Uh, yeah, you saw me drinking it earlier. Dude, there we go. Akash is the same. He's the type of dude who gets the same Subway order and Coke every day for the rest the end. I'm oh, a man of habits. It's close. It's easy. Uh, I don't know what there is to like. Yeah. How do you feel about the uh, the raspberry cheesecake cookies said? Or is it a raspberry cheesecake? I've raspberry seen cheesecake cookies at, uh, at Subway. They're very good. I, I haven't gotten them. Should I get them next time I go? Yeah, they're banging. Will used to work at Subway for a few months over the summer one time, okay. and uh, they're goaded cookies. Uh, so make I'm gonna sure go you right before. Try. I'm going to go right before Thursday Night Football. I always go get food right before the game starts. Do it, bro. Double Subway. I might get uh, raspberry. What would you say it was called? It's like raspberry. It's like white chocolate raspberry, like raspberry cheesecake. You'll see it. 
They got a little red in them. All right. That yeah, yeah, cool. you'll see them. They're good. They're banging. I promise. I'm good. I'm good. Think that about wraps it up. Very, very valid. Like they're the uh, they're the Cooper Cup of Subway cookies. Oh, real technician. Valid. First one, first guy in, last guy out. Absolutely, sneaky Gritty. athletic, sneaky athletic. You know the kind of guy you want to bring your <laughs> bring home to your family. That kind of cookie, perfect cookie. That sounds great. Okay. Absolutely. All right, well that'll do it for today's show, everybody. Go get your subway, I guess. Subway sponsor us, please, and definitely sponsor Kosh over me because Akash loves you more than anyone on this earth. Right. I would. I talk nothing but good about anything subway. So I would like the sponsorship. Facts. All right, guys, have a great Friday. We'll see you back on Monday, everybody. Have a good one, and bye-bye. Bye.